Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Pav. And I'm Neil. And welcome to the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's start the countdown! 10, 9, music or popular music has been a concept since the late 19th century with the introduction of recorded music the pop song became a way of defining moments years and decades from bing crosby to beyonce al martino to adele everyone loves a great pop song but what is the greatest pop song ever here's neil with 10 pop song facts Thank you very much, Pav. So, though most people associate pop music to mean a specific genre geared towards catchy bubblegum tunes, the term pop music does not mean that. In fact, pop music is just a shortened term for the phrase popular music, so it encompasses a wide range of genres. Thomas Edison, the scientist and light bulb inventor, is credited with having started the term pop music. The best-selling pop album of all time is Michael Jackson's Thriller, with a whopping 65 million across the globe. One, two, three, uh. But the best-selling pop act of all time isn't Jacko, it is in fact the Beatles. Pop music is, is, is instrumental in the breakdown of racial barriers and promoting unity. Is pop music a youngster's genre? Well, it's estimated 52% of the pop music listeners are teenagers. <laughs> In the late 1960s, the term for pop music was made to oppose rock music. The division of the two separate genres was due to distinguishing features of both terms, rock music leaning towards using electric guitar and complex instrumentals within the songs. Now the world's richest pop star is Sir Paul McCartney, with an estimated fortune of over a billion pounds. What number is this, Jim? Elton John. <laughs> did that throw you then, Neil? Did it, it did. I thought something else was coming. <laughs> Do that again. What number is this, Jim? 
I thought it was going to be a little of something else. No. Elton John is credited with the biggest selling pop song with 97's Candle in the Wind with nearly 5 million copies sold. Today, there are multiple, probably hundreds of types of pop music. Some pop music styles include electronic dance music, that's EDM to us youngsters, hip-hop, R&B, rock, rock, and K-pop. Korean pop. Is that it? Bogue. That's it. Is that it? <laughs> I just dropped my uh, list. Did you? Well, don't drop your list, Neil, for goodness no. sake. Come on. Welcome, everybody. <clears throat> We are here to do the greatest pop songs ever, and we are joined by one of our wonderful Patreon pals, ladies and gentlemen, all the way from the wonderful US of A. It's Lindsay! Yay! Hey, hi guys, so good to see you. It's I'm so excited. good to see you. Now, it really is. The question I have to ask straight away, before anything else, we'll start with you, Lindsay. What do you define as a pop song? Okay, it's funny because I messaged you a while ago asking the same thing to you. <laughs> I really struggled with this. Um, and, you know, I, so I grew up, I was born in the 80s, but I grew up in the 90s. And that was the bubblegum boy band, you know, Britney type wave. And I hated all of it. I just oh, really wow. struggled as a young okay. person. I was very into rock, grunge, you know, I was an old K-Rock fan, which is a very popular alternative station for a long time no more. Mm. Uh, but so, so it was, it, it took a while. It took really to my twenties that I started going back and listening and I was like, okay, this isn't all bad. Um, so to me, you know, I still, my knee jerk reaction is it's bubblegum and it's, it's very synchronized and produced. Um, but then when I was like, no, it's popular music, like, like Neil's fun fact. Um, then I was like, well, now the genre is way too big and I'm struggling to like narrow it down to 10 because I'm just wanting to pick my favorite songs. So I decided to me, pop music is usually upbeat. Um, it's something you kind of want to bop around or dance to in a way. Um, and you know, I, I, I put, there were a lot of songs I wanted to put on here that I was like, no, no, that's this other genre more. So I avoided it, but yeah, so it, it took a while, but I kind of felt like it needs to give your your heart or, your, you know, a lift of some kind when you hear it, you know, and you kind of want to start to move. Usually that's what my top tens kind of fall into. Mm. There's a couple that break that rule. You know what? I couldn't have put it any better in regards oh. to what my definition of pop music is. It's mm. not that it doesn't, for me, it's not that it doesn't mean anything. It's not that it's like, it's it's pointless music, but it's, it, it's a it's ditty. Eh? I would say it's a ditty. It's oh, I don't know. These... That, that, that sounds a bit condescending if you call no, it No, 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 I don't mean it like it? that. It's exactly what Lindsay said. It's a, it's a party music. It's something you put on and it's a toe-tapper and a feel-good song. Yeah, there's no, no way... Like you mentioned Candle in the Wind. I wouldn't mm. class that as a pop song. No, I know it's a popular I? song, mm. but that's a ballad to me. Mm. So, and there were a lot of... Sorry to interrupt. There were a no, lot of ballads that showed up on, like, because I was looking, like, do I know what pop music is? Which is such a, it's such a silly question because, of course, we do. You mm. know, we've grown up. Pop is a major genre, but you know, ballads fit into there. You know, there were certain songs that I'm like, there's no way that's a pop song, but it's a popular song. So it was a struggle, but I felt like I had to give myself ways to construct this, or I'm not going to come up with a list that makes any sense at all. So. Exactly. I think you're right. I I ended up with two sides of paper of songs that I didn't before I even looked at Google 
I, it was like songs that just I like, rattled off and I thought to myself the same as you Lindsay I ended up rattling off thinking hang on am I doing top 10 greatest pop songs or am I doing my top 10 favorite songs of all time to me that's two completely different things mm. so it ends up but but then you think about it and I was thinking well the Beatles have done some of the greatest pop songs of all time you know mm. the Beach Boys of the 60s and 70s had some great pop songs it was hard. It was a really, really tough one. Yeah. Um, really I just, I, I, I'm, I'm fascinated to see if we have any duplicates. That's the one thing. But the other thing that I was surprised about with my top ten is I don't know much about modern day music. I sound like a right old fart by saying that, but but I've got so many up to date sort of modern songs in my top ten, which is crazy considering I know nothing about modern day music so i don't know mm. what where what your guys sort of visions well, of I went modern to, day I went, music i went to friends as well who know my musical taste and i said oh i'm doing the top 10 pop music and they said well you're going to struggle then with knowing what you how is to. how is joey and chandler yeah <laughs> <laughs> little friends joke there oh hang on no, that, <laughs> went, that passed me by didn't it <laughs> Uh, that passed me. Ooh, Lindsay, tough Lindsay, I'll, I'll, I'll admit now I've never watched Friends, but oh, Neil. I know I still haven't. I still never will. Um, but I said to them, and they said, "Well, you're not going to be able to do that. You never listen to pop." And I thought, well, "Don't put me down like that." You know, I'm not all heavy metal and obscure music, but you are, though, Neil. No, because <laughs> like you, when I wrote a list, I managed to get twenty rattled straight off. Yeah. And then I just, I thought I'll work the 10 out from there and I do the usual trick like I've always done. And we go for it. And I think, Christ, there's a lot of pop songs I listen to. So how wrong they were. So Indeed. I went around and happy slapped all of them. Indeed. Well, without foot, that's a that's a British uh, um, <laughs> thing, is isn't it, Neil? I don't know whether is. Lindsay that's... would know what happy slapped is, but we'll, uh, we won't worry about that for now. No, no. Lindsay, kick us off with your number 10 greatest pop song. Okay. Um, so struggled with all the same things you guys did, but, uh, I decided I had to, my little rock heart had to have something from the Smiths or Morrissey. And so I picked the boy with a thorn in his side and I know, I don't know, it took me a lot of listens. I kept kicking it off the list and I kept putting it back on the list because I was like, there is like this boppy, happy tune and something that the Smiths do really well is they have a talent for like turning really dark things into really cheery, happy, uplifting things. And I think about a lot of pop songs. Some of the most famous pop songs are devastating, like lyrically, and mm. they're really, really sad in a way. Um, but there's something so cheerful about The Boy with a Thorn in His Side by The Smiths. Um, so it came out in 1985. It was a single. And um, the lyrics there, I don't know. I used to go to a Britpop club to dance in when I was like, in my 20s and that was always a song on the dance floor so i don't know i feel like with this holistic every choice i made i feel like anyone listening will be like that person's an idiot That's not <laughs> i was like no i keep coming back it actually fit the you know my constraints that i was talking about um there's also going to be a lot of new wave with what i chose just something about that new wave like makes rock into pop to me so mm. And who says your definition of pop is the wrong definition anyway? And if I'll go and happy slap them. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, isn't that the thing, especially with such a wide subject like pop, that yeah. it can be it can be anybody's type of, like you listed all things like R&B and 
all that kind of stuff. I don't class that as pop music. That's R&B. But pop music is such an umbrella for all of those kind of things. But so, so Lindsay, do you prefer the Smiths or Morrissey? Um, I think Morrissey was better when he was with the Smiths, but I have, I've only ever seen Morrissey, you know, live because he turned up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've seen him a few times. There's also a very popular, uh, tribute band that comes around my area. So we get to kind of live, I don't know. He does a great Morrissey impression. Um, but there's something about, yeah, yeah, I probably love the Smiths more. I think he had a better track record when he was mm. with them. And the music musicianship is incredible. But I just love Morrissey for all his faults and foibles. <laughs> I, <love it>. yeah. <laughs> I went to see Morrissey and I saw him perform exactly one song. Charming Man. Yeah. Was he supposed he, to perform just one song? No, he was supposed oh, to do right. a whole set. And then oh. at the end of Charming Man, he collapsed. Oh, dear. And we all stood there literally for 15, 20 minutes, not knowing what was going on. The house lights were down. And then somebody came out and said, I'm afraid Morrissey collapsed on stage. He's gone to the hospital. There'll be no more show. So there you go. I've only ever seen one song by Morrissey. Yeah, I remember reading about that he was really sick for a while, but Mm. out and doing it. Um, Anyway, I I recommend giving this song a listen if you don't think it's pop. Just it's so shimmering in the background. It's really festive. It's really delightful. There's a beat. There's, you know, it's. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not au fait with the Smiths, I must admit. I I wonder whether it's a sort of band because they always seem to me to be very depressing. Do you know what I mean? But I think you're right, Lindsay. There's certain songs. I mean, like some songs. Of theirs, girlfriend in a coma, I think is great. The Morrissey song "Every Day Is Like Sunday" is a great song. Girlfriend in a coma was on my list for a very. Oh right! I only just took it off like this morning. (laughs) Yeah, and I know that the songs that that you two are going to talk about, I'm going to be thinking, "Oh yeah, that would have been great on my list." I know that's going to happen because there'll be songs that I wouldn't have thought about. Mm. Um, Good start. Okay, Neil, hit us with your number ten. So this song we've already has already been in one of my uh, top tens previously, but I I do love it and it's on my playlist. I listen to it when it randomly comes around, and it's Bop by Hanson. <laughs> Great, just a fantastic song. We I mean we spoke about it to death. I find it one of the catchiest songs. Well, it is a catchy song, isn't it? And I mean I don't know what he's singing about, but I do sort of mumble along with him. The lyrics, I've seen the lyrics, and it's there's no way what you think he's actually right. singing at all. But it, uh, this was in my list without a shadow. It? it was one of the first ones that was on my list. It never made my top 10 in the end, mm. but it was definitely on my list. It's what I call a, just a great pop song. I've always considered it's, it to be that. and It's, it's a perfect pop song. Mm. It's exactly what I, I would class. Like Lindsay said about bubblegum pop, this is exactly that yeah it's bubblegum pop but it's got a, it's makes you feel good it does and i don't feel it's dated at all no do you know when you hear some pop songs from the 60s 70s even the 80s and 90s they're of their time whereas i think this one being the 90s it could be released tomorrow and you wouldn't know it was you know uh, an older song i think it's timeless timeless little song mm. and i think i think it was the i can't remember what what top 10 it was that we did it in but the, the, the number, version that they did when they're obviously grown up, oh, well, they did like, like an acoustic yeah, version of it. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's lovely. Yeah. yeah, I will put it on the video playlist for our Patreon uh, pals. Okay, that's yours. Uh, my number 10 
is, I'm not sure if I've had this in the top ten before, but You Can Call Me Owl, Paul Simon. Great song. Um, apart from the fact he's got a great video as well. Yeah. Um, the one thing about Paul Simon, he, he can write very, very complicated songs. You know, like the musicianship on there, his songs are just out of this world. And But this is just a bop. It's a mbop, if you like. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's to me, it's a... It's a song that gets everybody dancing. It's a song that gets everybody's toes tapping. Um, I actually sing this when, when I go out singing. And you, it's amazing. Those first few notes, and everybody knows exactly what the song is. And I've never heard anybody go, oh, when this song comes on. They all love it. Because it's a song that everyone will get up and dance to. Again, they won't know the words, because there's a hell of a lot of words in this song. He so he gets through the lyrics in this one. It's sort mm. of like dub 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 all the time. Well, he's obviously speaking. He doesn't go dub 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 dub. But um, yeah, I don't know if you guys are Paul Simon fans, Lindsay. Yeah, not. Uh, it's a little before my time. So. Oh my goodness! I've seen Simon and Garfunkel before. They were incredible live. But uh, I don't know the song you're talking about. But I probably, if I'd heard it, I would like if I hear it all. No, yeah, Chevy you're Chase pro- was in the no, Chevy right? Chase was in the video. Um, oh, yeah, this uh, there's one for you to discover. Look, a, mm. when when this episode goes out, have a look at the video playlist, and you'll be able to watch the. And it was on the, the Graceland's video. album, wasn't it? It was on the Graceland's album. Yeah, which is just a phenomenal album. Yeah, a great album. There you go. So we're, we're, we've done our number ten, and already I feel really old because. <laughs> Lindsay, <laughs> I just just wasn't one that was around before she was born. Uh, go on, then, Lizzie, you're number nine, then, please. All right, this is another one I might get raised eyebrows, and then from then on, I'm very comfortable with my list. Uh, this okay. is just like Heaven by The Cure, so it's really similar to my feelings about The Smiths, and uh, you know, they're delightfully dark. Um, although this song, if you take it away from the cure and you don't like if let's say you didn't understand the lyrics it just sounds like the happiest loveliest little romantic like get on the dance floor and dance with your you know your person um possible the lyrics themselves are dark he's needy as heck but it's also often like romantic but uh like you know some people make this their wedding song and other people are like it's a little little too much maybe (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're going after this person a little too hard but it's very sweet there's like i had to make her glow you know i dreamed of all the different ways i had to make her glow sorry i put that quote on my notes because i just thought it was so beautiful so anyway i just absolutely love this song and, and it was another one i was like should it be on there yes i can't not put it on there it's uh my version of pop to me see I can't, I, yeah i can't say i've ever I've, I've, i know the song and i like the song but i can't say i've ever really listened to the lyrics mm. I didn't realise they were quite that dark. But The Cure do that a lot, don't they? I think a lot of their songs come across as pop songs. Like Friday, I'm in Love, I think that's a pop song. Yeah, Love Cats, I think is a pop song. You know, they do it quite regularly, and then they'll come along and do other things that are completely goth and dark. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, if people look in, like, One Direction saying this song, no one would question it. You know, it's, Mm. like, the poppiest of pop, but it's, you know, it has a little... There's always a little edge, which I appreciate. Yeah. Wasn't he in you too? I'm sorry? Sorry. The edge wasn't... You said he's got a little edge. Sorry, sorry. There you go. But I'm a big fan of The Cure, Lindsay. I'm with you on that one. I love The Cure. Awesome. 
Yeah, I yeah, think, I think you're, uh, you're fine. I'm I'm very vanilla when it comes to my my music tastes, and as you can tell with Paul Simon, <laughs> that's not. I'm that's I'm a fan that. of Paul Simon. No, do you not think? No, not at all. Oh, that's think, okay then. You know, but Neil, I do from other times when you guys have spoken about uh, music. I think you and I are pretty similar in certain things. We I love grunge like you. I love Radiohead like you. I'm sorry, Pop. I know you don't, <laughs> but anyway, all good. I'm still waiting to do the top ten most overrated bands, and I'm going to, and it'll be all the bands that I Neil, that Neil hates. <laughs> I just don't get it. I honestly, I don't. I've, I spent an afternoon listening to Radiohead, and I just couldn't get into the the groove. Do you know what I mean? You just there's a certain groove you get into with certain people and mm. certain acts and certain artists, and I just could not get into that groove. It's a shame. But no, you know, it's not for everyone, is it? You it's can't. not for everyone. Indeed. If everyone loved it, tickets would be even harder to get. Absolutely, absolutely <laughs> right. Yeah. Forever again, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, very good point. Very good point. Go on then, Neil. You're number nine. So when I told my uh, other people about this, it being in my top ten, I was chastised. I was ridiculed for this. And it's Daddy Cool by Boney M, which I just think is a, a fantastic little party number. Um it's a pop song through and through. I quite like Bonium anyway. I just find their music very uplifting, very easy listening, but it always makes you feel good. We talked about the feel good factor. Bonium have that in spades. Now, I'm not a fan of all their songs. Some of them, yeah, I, I skip when I'm listening to their music, but I do like them. But this one, always from a younger age. And I even remember one of our first times that we went on the radio a local radio station we were allowed to pick a song this is the song i picked to put on there if you remember it's a great song you do you, you know boney m don't you Lindsay? i am so sorry guys no yes yeah, <laughs> so i think that i think they're they're more of a european a european band i think i don't get yeah, because i, I think they were, they were massive in the in europe but yeah they were they were they were massive in the 70s um when we, did Lindsay. That, when we were talking about um some of the other stuff when i was looking into them I mean, their worldwide worldwide sales are huge. They're one of the biggest selling artists. But you also got to remember that Lindsay is just a young pup. I, I am not you know. that young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just but Lindsay, you about. said that you were born in the eighties. I mean, you are you are young. So, um, mm. so yeah, Boney M again might be something that might have just sort of passed you by. But if you I'm, love disco, I would recommend just oh, yeah. having a little deep dive into Boney M because they did some great great songs didn't they and they're so catchy but i i would put money on it if you listen to a few of them Uh you'll know one of them yeah i'm sure okay i'll give it a try we can pause right now and i can listen (laughs) yeah i'll I'll apologize now if i completely offend you and you think what on god's (laughs) earth have you made me listen to like i do with pav every week indeed (laughs) indeed um okay now my number nine before lockdown and before the dreaded COVID, if someone had said to me that you would have had a Taylor Swift song in a top 10 of anything that was supposed to be greatest, I would have spat in their eye and happy slapped them because that's what Neil obviously enjoys doing. Mm. But after listening to Folklore, which I think is one of the, it's a fantastic album. Neil, I don't know whether you've listened to it, Neil. Lindsay, are you a, you a Tay-Tay fan? I was not a Tay-Tay fan for a long time, um, but I've come around on several of her tracks. Um, and I really liked Folklore, but I only gave it like a listen or two. I didn't I didn't isolate individual songs when right. I was that. 
So to me, it's all kind of one thing. And I really love the national. And I think she partnered with one of the national guys to like compose that. I believe it's the national. Um, So to me, really liked the way that sounded and felt, but I didn't go back and like try to dissect it. Yeah. So I ended up doing a bit of a, a deep dive afterwards and realized that she can write one hell of a pop song. Mm-hmm. And then it was th- this one, which is um, I Knew You Were Trouble, is just a fantastic. It's what I, again, I class is quintessential pop song. It's got everything you need. I mean, obviously, it means something to her. The lyrics are okay, if you like, but the melody and the way the song is structured, it's just a fantastic pop song. And it is so catchy. And that's the one thing that she's got this amazing gift. I mean, obviously, she has other people that she helps write her songs. But she's got this thing of being able to write really good hooks into songs. And this is just, for me, a fantastic song. So, Neil, tell us about your love for Taylor Swift. You know, I don't <laughs> mind Taylor Swift, to be honest. It's nothing, I don't, I'm not offended or easily put off. And I absolutely think her new track is one of my favourite songs at the moment. Anti-hero, have you heard this new song? Um, I've heard it a couple of times, but not. I think it's to sink a it wonderful song. That is, I think it's absolutely superb. Um, yeah. So no, I'm not going to diss. She, she's the masterclass of what she does. There you go. Yeah. Because talking about K Rock, talking about K Rock, Lindsay, I I followed the Ralph Garman thinking of 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 yeah. Tadolf Switler and Switler. Th- that whole thing and I thought well I'm never going to listen to a Taylor Swift and then obviously with being being a massive Tay Tay fan I thought I'm gonna I, when, once folklore sunk in I thought how great it was I'm, I'm gonna give her a try I'm gonna listen to a few more and she's got like I say some absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. pop songs she does and she's so prolific she writes yeah. so fast and produces beautiful things mm. yeah I I'm definitely a former music snob, like just again, like, no, I don't like all the pop. I mean, again, I didn't like all the music that was popular when I was in high school and that's what everybody listened to. So I felt cool and like, you know, alternative and just everything mainstream is dumb, you know, even though listening to a radio station doesn't make you any cooler than anybody else, anyone else, but I've had to unlearn the snobbishness. And so, yeah, I'm open to, you know, I started listening to Taylor Swift and I really appreciated like a lot of her music, but. Yeah, I can't say it's my favorite, but no, I, no, absolutely. Um, right then, Lindsay, your number eight, please. Okay, uh, twenty thirteen, uh, "Get Lucky" by Daft Punk. It Ooh. was an absolutely like unbeatable combination of vocals, beats, bass. Like, it's just a tremendous track. It was everywhere. It became too saturated. But what what's been nice is it's been you know, almost a decade since it first came out and maybe about five years since it was being played everywhere. So um, it's been nice to kind of rediscover it. And also my husband's favorite band is Daft Punk. So, um, you know, we talked about music and he kept suggesting it. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to listen. I was like, no, this is, this really is incredible. Um, The lyrics are great. I mean, it it gets very repetitive for a while, but that's kind of what you want in a great pop song too. You want a little bit of like, I don't have to think about what, if I'm going to sing along, what I'm saying again, I can just like sing it and it's, it's catchy as hell and how great, you know, somebody's just owning up to the fact that, you know, I'm up all night to get, you know, just <laughs> get lucky, like, sure. All right. Do you, man, that's cool. So Yeah. Isn't it Nile Rogers that plays the guitar on that? Yeah, it is. Cause when I went to see Nile Rogers, was it whenever it was not so long ago, they, they perform it. 
him and his band. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, they do it live. It's great, great fun. Yeah. Great yeah. fun. Yeah, it's, it's a great song. And like you say, it's one of those things, again, You pro- probably if you're singing along to it, you don't really think about the lyrics. But then if you actually read the lyrics, you think, oh, this is a bit saucy, actually. This is a little bit sort of... <laughs> saucy. <Ooh. laughs> saucy. So but, I'm, I'm a classroom teacher, and I play music when kids walk in and stuff. And so I remember playing... I had that on, I was like, no, 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 no. This is going to change this <laughs> I found a version that doesn't have uh, the singing, it's just the background. And I was like, that's a good transition. For- that was better. Yeah. Quick, let me put Girlfriend in a Coma on. Quick, let me just- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've played that for kids before, and they look at me like, I'm crazy. <laughs> do you do you do that thing where you give each one uh, a hand clap or something like that? No, that's too much like hard work. A, we just went through COVID, so why oh, we touch each other? But B, no, it's it's not my style. I think, and also if like you teach elementary or junior high, maybe that works a little more. Um, we started something where we started shaking hands as people walked in, and then COVID hit, and it's like, no, that'll never happen again. <laughs> but, yeah, different ways it works out why don't you go um a bit more sort of formal and get them like the boys to bow and the girls to curtsy i make them do that anyway that's just when you enter the room every time you enter the room yes (laughs) i expect applause just for walking in yeah yeah yeah, i'm with you on that (laughs) fair play go on then you're number eight so it's i'm a big i'm this is a pop star that i'm a huge fan of because i think she transitions everywhere it's pink but I particularly love her Leave Me Alone song. I think it's a great, great earworm. I love an earworm. And this one, once I hear it, I get it stuck in my head and I start humming it, singing it. And uh, it's quite a it's quite a feisty song as well because it drops the F-bomb in this one. Um, if you hear the non-radio edit, it's got a couple of F-bombs that drop. Great, great song. Great video as well, just of her live show. Just makes me want to see her live, but have you seen the videos of her live show? When oh, she's yeah. up on the up on the high wire and singing what? um So What? It's amazing. It's phenomenal. It makes me wonder what she's gonna do on this new string of tour, uh, the gigs that she's got coming in the next year's tour, doesn't it? And I have to say, she's just dropped new music. And oh, again, is she? yeah, again, straight away, the new single of Time of Recording. I can't think what it's called off the top of my head. Something about dance. I think it's a real another. I saw the video for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. another earworm, another instant. It's great when you hear a song and you automatically like it. You know when you, you discover a song and it takes a slow build and you get to know a song, um, which is a great way of finding music. But I love it when you first listen to a song and you're like, yeah, that's a, that's a that's mm-hmm. a catchy one. I love that. And both "Leave Me Alone" and a new single have both done that. But "Leave Me Alone" is probably my favourite of her tracks. Okay, Lindsay, pink fan? Um, Not the biggest fan of, like, I just don't go and, like, out of my way to listen to her, but everything I've heard has been good. I mean, the the first song that I heard from her was the I'm Coming Out, back when she was kind of in the realm of, like, the Christina Aguilera's. She was kind of in that world, and I was kind of like, okay, you know, but then she's gone on to write some gorgeous, like, singer-songwriter type, Mm -hmm. you know, almost a little bit more about, and, and those are incredible, too. Um, she's really political, which I appreciate. She seems like a good person mm-hmm. trying to do the world, you know, like like be a good role model in the world. And I I, I like that about her. So I respect her a lot. Yeah, I remember I watching... Everything, oh, sorry. I was going to no, say, I, I think everything changed for her when Just Like a Pill. That was the sort of the rebirth of Pink. Because like you say, that, what was it? Get the party started or whatever it was yeah. called. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, oh, yeah she's done some amazing song. stuff I think it's called i'm coming out but it's get the party started that was the song yeah she's got some fantastic and like i say i watched those youtube videos mm. of the the stuff i think she did one at wembley and one at anfield in, in liverpool and that i was just like gobsmacked it was it just took my breath away i thought mm. how amazing that must have been because she sort of flies around the whole sort of stadium doesn't she it's yeah. just incredible and there is an actual i think there's an actual official like video film of a uh live show isn't there prime did one is it prime yeah i need yeah. to watch that i just definitely need to watch that um great one uh so another one for me from more up to date which again i hadn't heard <clears throat> this song for a, i think it's probably about three or four months ago and i think i'm not sure what year it's from um but it's from a british artist called Anne marie and oh, it's a song yeah. song called 2002 that was co-written with i think it was ed sheeran and a couple oh. of other people um and this is there's not much you can say about it it's just another bop but uh, there's a great video which i will put on the video playlist of Anne marie and ed sheeran singing it um a ca- not a cappella. he's got his guitar but it's just the two of them one guitar and she just keeps hitting him all the time i don't know why she keeps hitting him but she and she she says at the end of the video she goes, i just love it in you she's sort of like grits her teeth and just <laughs> i feel like that with ed sheeran as well <laughs> But it's a fantastic song, um, and not to not. I've got my own TikTok channel for my singing, and I did a. There's a piano version cover of it that I've done on that. It's a. It's not an easy song to sing. I got to sing it very low, but it's a great song. And mm. to me, again, it's a. It's what pop music is all about for me. Yeah, I heard her sing live. Well, yeah, on one of the main radio stations, and she sang completely alone. And her voice is amazing, Anne-Marie. She's got a bloody amazing voice. Yeah. I don't know whether she's transferred over to the, the US, Lindsay. I'm not sure whether she has. No. I think so. Or at least not in my little realm of the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it, it, it reminds me very much of like a, a Taylor Swift kind of sound, you okay. know? Yeah. Um, I've never heard any of the ones of her songs. That's the only song I know mm. of hers. Um so I don't know whether I'd like anything else of hers, but there you go. But that, for me, is, is is a great song. My number eight. Lindsay, your number seven, please. Okay. Uh, mine is called Pumpkin Soup, and it's by a woman named Kate Nash. And I have no idea if you guys know who Kate Nash is, if you listen yes, to her. Yes, you know who okay. Kate Nash is, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know, like, how popular. I don't think she was even that terribly popular here. And then... Um, you know, on your side. I mean, she's from your neck of the woods. Yeah, she came out at the sort of same time as Lily Allen here. Yeah, so she, yeah. She's, they sort of rode the crest of that sort of... Did she have one? Uh, she had a couple uh, of big uh, hits, yeah. Over, didn't she? Yeah, yeah she but had she... Foundations, was probably the one that I'm yeah, aware I of the most. Mm. Um, and I compared that to Pumpkin Soup. But there's something about Pumpkin Soup. It's, it is such a joy. Like, that song, it starts off and it has just these really... I don't even, I'm not great with instruments, I don't know. But it's like just really fat instruments kind of just like saying, hey, here I am, let's let's step out. And then, you know, the chorus lyrics are just, I just want your kiss, boy, you know, and it's super fun, you know, from the perspective of being, you know, a younger girl and like wanting to go out, putting on my lipstick, getting ready. And then the idea of like, I don't want a big old relationship. I just want to kiss some people tonight and then go home and just celebrating that. Like it was so fun. So to me that, and that's one that gets stuck in my head a lot, in my head a lot. Um, when I hear it, it has like weird little sound effects, you know, there's like, you know, 
the beeping of the car to unlock it is like intermixed in the song. It's just, it's such a girl's night out song. Um, and I actually looked at like putting girls just want to have fun. And I was like, no, this is the new girls just want to have fun. Oh, too. right. It really fits that realm more. And it's, it's more my style. So mm. I, I just love pumpkin soup. Wow. I'm going to have to have a listen to it then. Cause if this is yeah. what you're saying is the new girls just want to have fun. I mean, that's, that's, oh. a, that's a high bar. <laughs> to me, to me it is. I don't know. Like, yeah. I mean, I like girls just want to have fun a lot, but it's, it doesn't, to me, this is much more uh, a poppy song or a fun song. Mm. Yeah. Fair play. Oh, I would, that's She's one definitely. She's gone into acting now, isn't she? She was in that Netflix, was it that wrestling thing, wasn't she? She went in to do that. Um, oh, did she? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, she, she acts now. I have oh. not followed her career at all. And I had no idea. I should... Not that I do. It was just that her name oh. came up and I was like, oh, is that the same Kate Nash yeah. that was the singer? And yes, it was. And I thought, oh, wow. okay, well, there we go are. then. Oh, was that that glam thing or whatever it was called? Glow, was it? Glow, was it? glow, that's right. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sure it was oh, that. It might be go. something. Yeah. Another fantastic fact there from you, Neil. Well mm. done. <laughs> uh, go on then, your number seven, please, Neil. So here's another secret band that I really, really, I, I've bought their albums and enjoy. And I, this, is a, this is a confession time for me. I even tried to get tickets for their re... Uh, their tour that they've just announced when they've reformed as the original lineup, and it's the Sugar Babes. I've always enjoyed their songs. Um, I think okay. whoever, have you heard of the Sugar Babes? Uh-uh, no. I love the name. But it's the Sugar <laughs> Babes and it's Push the Button. Great. This one. I just, I don't know. I think it's a great, great pop song. Um, the whole band, they've they have always wrote, written um, great songs overall. I mean, Freak Like Me is the one that um, probably pushed them furthest into the into our uh, into our consciousness it's um it's got the gary newman um oh what's the song electric isn't it what is it which one um uh, freak like me if you start off there it was, yes it's, i think it's it is yeah isn't it? yeah it's gary newman. yeah it's definitely gary newman but yeah i just i really like their songs and if i was to ever wobble on a dance floor <laughs> i wouldn't say i dance i I would. This would be the one that would get me up. The this band. Well, that is great information to know, Neil. Next yeah. time we ever go discoing together, that or the uh, male stripper song. Oh, the male stripper song, obviously. Yeah. You my pony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have put you as a Sugar Babes fan. I must yeah, admit, and yeah, it's 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 another slice of music that Lindsay can now discover. Which yeah, um, you might not thank me for it, Lindsay. But, you know. <laughs> Well, no, this is great. Like, I have homework now. I love it. Yeah. And they were always, the, the girls in it as well. I used to like their attitude. You know, they all talked about the Spice Girls and all this, but I always found the three girls in that a lot more spunky than, you know, the Spice Girls and people like that. I like their attitude. I like their outlook. I like their almost, you know, I just, I don't know. It's I just like their whole ethos. It's good. Nice. Nice. Okay. Oh, Sorry, just trying to get the next uh, next one up. Okay, then Neil, that's your um, number seven. My number seven. I'm going to go to the '60s, and uh, a song that has got the greatest clarinet sound in it. <laughs> Is it a clarinet? I think it's the clarinet. Um, Daydream Believer by the Monkeys. Oh. There's a bit the the, the the the. That's where that comes from. Did you hear that then? Hang on, let me let me start. Oh, that bit of that bit of dialogue, yes. That bit of dialogue is from the start. 
Seven A. What number is this, Chip? Seven A. Okay, yeah. Okay, no, I mean, don't get excited, man. It's because I'm short, <laughs> I know. There you go. And it's, and it's one of the happiest songs I think you'll ever hear. Is Daydream Believer, but I think no, it wasn't this one written by Neil Diamond. It certainly was written by Neil Diamond because he, he wrote that one. He wrote I'm a Believer mm. as well for them. I mean, it's crazy the songs that Neil Diamond wrote. Yeah, and he's just um, sold all his back catalogue off. Oh, has he just done it? The same mm, as everybody he's else. He's done it as well. Yeah. How much did he sell it for? I'm not sure, but a lot of money. God, Lordy, Mordy. Well, it's a retirement fund, isn't it? I suppose. Well, absolutely, absolutely. Because I think um, he's been struggling with poor health as well. Yeah, I think he has. Yeah. He doesn't um, tour anymore, does he? No. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a great song, great melody. There's a like I said, there's a great clarinet part at the end that's part of like a, a, a melody going along while they're singing and stuff. And it's a classic song. It's a classic song, and it has to be in there as a pop song for me. Now I don't know what you guys think of the monkeys, Lindsay. No, um, you know, I feel like every time you ask me this question, I'm saying the same thing. Not a super fan, but, you know, I like them. Um, yeah, what I've heard has been good. But again, my, usually it's through like film soundtracks or something like that is how yeah. I'm supposed to like mm. the monkeys, you know? Yeah. Did you ever see the TV series, Lindsay? Did I what? Did you ever see the monkeys TV series? No, I never have. No, I didn't know whether it was repeated. It might have been repeated. Yeah. I mean, that's that's where they came from. They 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 were a, I think they were one of the first manufactured bands for yeah. a TV show, and then the music came afterwards, as opposed to uh, they were musicians. And cause I don't think none of them were musicians originally, were they? Not really, were they? I think th- their idea was they were going to manufacture them into the American Beatles. Was yeah, what was aimed at. Yeah. Okay, that's my number seven. Um, so we've all done seven, seven, and we haven't had any duplicates yet. So no, no, I don't think we're going to. Are no, we? I don't think we are. Lindsay, your number six, please. All right. Well, Neil made mention of them before. Uh, Wannabe by Spice Girls uh, from Yay. 1996. So it's just there is nothing catchier, more fun, more you know. Again, being a girl, like, and you have a bunch of girlfriends. Let's put this song on and pretend we're each a different Spice Girl and sing and rap horribly, you know, and try to like even do an accent, like just terrible, but great. And there's something even now, you know, I remember they were the biggest band in the world for a while. They were, you know, pre-Kardashian, but not for evil and apologies. (laughs) Don't apologize for that, Lindsay. They were just so famous and they were everywhere and they were so fun. But it's really, again, another song that's kind of affirming, you know, I love that these are girls giving instructions to potential lovers. Like, okay, if you want to, you know, this is what I expect, even though I thought the instructions were weird, but I just like the idea that they were so powerful or so empowered that they told men what to do, told yeah. boys what to mm. do. It was their They're rules, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was their rules. Were, you know, and so, I mean, I even though a lot of the pop music at the time when I was growing up, I didn't enjoy, I loved the Spice Girls and they, you know, somehow they penetrated my rock heart and like made, you know, made me love them. And, you know, I just wanted to be one of them like everyone, but even still, I listen to it now and I'm captivated. You know, it's funny. My husband was the one he's like, you got to keep Spice Girls on your list. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, Cause I, you know, I went through like probably 40 iterations of this list and still yeah. not happening. Mm-hmm. So, so which hard. Spice Girl did you want to be? I, I just wanted to be Posh, um, who probably sang the least, but was just 
soup like the vixen of the group she was hilarious i thought ginger seemed the most fun um when she left i was very sad but i love posh even in spice world the movie she's to me the funniest because she's not doing much but she's just like yeah i'm not crawling on the floor i'm gonna wear my gucci dress i'm good like to me that was hysterical i kind of like i kind of like the mean characters not that she's mean but she's just like i'm not part i'm not playing the way you guys play i'm gonna do my own thing and to me i loved Mm. her and is there any chance we can hear your accent that you tried to do? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I might sort of lull you into a false sense of security, asking the, which Spice Girl first. And then we you need might... some drinks. We would... <laughs> <laughs> I'd need to be a little tired. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Next time. A little, a little fact about the wannabe video. Did you know that was banned in many countries? No. There you go. And Do why you know was it why? banned? Because Mel C and Mel B, with the outfits they were wearing, you could clearly see their nipples. You can see those on Friends, too. A reason to watch, Puff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, um, no, genuinely, and a lot of countries, you know, that have quite... Well, I feel I'm going to have to watch the video again just to make sure that that is right, Neil, because uh, honestly... Trust me. How did I not notice nipples? It's not like you can see them. them. It looks like it was very cold in the room the whole time they made the video. Lindsay, Lindsay, that should be a T-shirt. How did I not see the nipples? That should be a (laughs) T-shirt. Right then, Neil. Uh, You're number nine. uh, No, it's number nine. Number six, please. Number six. So I suggest we just follow the instruction from the man himself prince and let's go crazy <laughs> wow, big... that sounded like a real dj then Neil. It did, didn't it? that was very amazing because... very smooth <laughs> that was great but yes um i love prince but this is probably one of his most poppy songs oh, i suppose they're all pop aren't they in the grand scheme of things but to me this is one of his most poppy but also most foot tappy and most dance long. I love this song. It's a great song, isn't it? Mm. Um, my one pr- regret, my one regret there, Neil, is that I didn't know that was the song. So as soon as you said that, I could have just punched the song in. That would have, oh, that yeah. would have sounded seamless. Maybe I'll edit it in like that. So and we'll just leave it like that. No chat, <laughs> yeah. and that's it. Just leave it. Like that. have. You really nailed that transition perfectly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, we should get employed for real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a Prince fan through and through. Are you a Prince fan, um, Lindsay? Guess my answer. <laughs> no, I like uh, again. Yeah. I just missed the the wave. I, I just yeah. it was a little pre me kind of coming into the the realm of listening to music. I don't know. I grew up. My mom just pretty much had Tears for Fears and Phil Collins and Kenny Loggins and I don't know and. Uh, and Michael Jackson. And like, that's what we listened to over and over again. I didn't even like discover how much I love the Beatles till I was in college and took a class right. and saw Paul McCartney because I worked at a venue. And so, you know, I, I just, I'm late to things and there's weird gaps. Um, and yet I spend a lot of time going to concerts in my life, but I actually saw Prince at Coachella one year he played and, um, you know, had a great time, but didn't go back and like, listen. So I know I'm the worst person in the world. Well, you got homework again. <laughs> yeah, he was he was number eleven on my list with Raspberry Beret. That mm. was that was so close. It's only because I put a couple more into my top ten that it pushed it out. But you could have had nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, you could have had so Kiss many 
kiss you could have had. Um, there you go. <laughs> Glad I remember which which one that was. But yeah, there's there's so many of his songs that you could have had. He's just mm. an absolute musical genius. He was, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, but there you go. Uh, okay. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, My number six. Now this has been, I think this is in my top 10 80s songs. Um, But it's, uh, what have I done to deserve this? Pet Shop Boys and Dusty Mm. Springfield. I've always said, for me, this is the perfect pop song and it was it was my number one until i started adding more songs to my top 10 and it got down to number five in the end so i've always said to me this is my perfect pop song and it is a perfect pop song it's got everything and i've loved this song from the very very first time i ever listened to it which was what time what year did it come out neil 85 probably 85 86 yeah yeah it's from the actually album i think wasn't it I so that would been 86 87 86, yeah it's crazy yeah. it's crazy it was that long but it's just a fantastic song and dusty springfield sounds fantastic on it so uh yeah i don't think there's really that much i can more i can say about it apart from the fact it's a fantastic song thank you didn't sound like a DJ at all then. Yeah. <laughs> Just sounded terrible. Nearly an angry DJ. Yeah. I mean, is it the same story again, Lindsay, regarding Pet Shop Boys? Sorry. Actually, I really can't remember who Dusty... I know I've seen the name, but I have no idea. Yeah, she's more of a 60s... 60s and 70s star, wasn't she, Neil? I think. More of a... Yeah, 60s icon, wasn't she? She yeah. really was. Mm. I, I'm, 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 I'm know just, her songs if you I'm heard. just trying to think sure, now what... Yeah, what her big songs were. What were they? <laughs> now I'm trying to think. No, I just don't know what to do with myself. Was that one of them? Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. God. 
okay, okay, totally. <laughs> there, that was that was yeah. But didn't she do Son of a Preacher Man? Son of a Preacher Man, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think you'll I think you'll find that's with a lot of the people that like say you don't necessarily know Lindsay. You'll listen to some of their songs and think, God, I didn't realise how many great songs they've they've done, you know. Um okay, Lindsay, you're number five, please. Yeah, um, so this is Tainted Love by Soft Cell. Oh, so what a of, tune. Kind of like what you were saying about the previous song. To me, it's a perfect top, like pop song. It's just it gets you right away. It has a really delightful little ending. I did a little bit of research on it and I was shocked to find that like Soft Cell didn't write this. It was actually yeah. written in the 60s. Mm-hmm. I recorded earlier and then there's been other versions. Marilyn Manson did one, which who cares about that? But um, <laughs> but the 80s one is just like, so good. It's just so good. Uh, this came out a little before I was born, but um, it to me, when I heard it in the 90s, it felt current in the 90s. Uh, and and it, still, it still holds up beautifully. Mm. Like, it's such a cool song. Um, you know, my husband and I were driving to a doctor's appointment this morning and, like, in the car, we're like, boom, boom. You know, just, like, <laughs> with the song as I'm, like, rehearsing the list. And, yeah, it's great all around. It is. Is it's this, the is, definitive version, isn't it? It this is. Song? It is this the only soft sell song that you know, Lindsay? only soft sell song that i know to me they're a one-hit wonder band which i'm sure is remarkably ignorant but uh, I, would, I would i would please listen to say hello wave goodbye mm. okay it's okay. it's it's their version of a ballad i suppose neil you would say that yeah yeah but it it's is a, a beautiful beautiful song. beautiful song um and that was one that was written by them it wasn't a cover it's it's a fantastic <clears throat> song it really mark is mark Hellman gets overlooked with his voice i think that guy's got an incredible voice mm. But yeah. he sort of doesn't get any sort of recognition for it, really, does he? No, if you think about no. it. That he did a, that great duet with Gene Pitney. Oh, something's a got a hold of my heart, mm. which was a, which was the number one over here. Um, that's a great one, though. That is just mm. a just a classic eighties song. It just yeah. is just a fantastic in on all levels. I yeah. can't believe I never put it in my top ten. That's just crazy. Oh, I should have put it in my top ten. Yeah. <laughs> I should have put it in Hindsight's my top ten. It's a wonderful thing. Yes, yeah, indeed. Um, okay, Neil, you're number five, please. So this guy only found out his name last year. Uh, the weekend. Mm. I'd never heard of him. Never knew what it was. But I kept hearing this song, "Blinding Lights," and boy, did I enjoy that song. But I had no idea who was singing it, so I kept asking people. But I had the title of the song wrong and everything, and nobody could help me. And I managed to catch it on um, radio station and heard who it was by. So I finally can tell you it's Blinding Lights by the Weekend. But what a great song. This sounds like it was written ages ago. By oh, one this, of is an eight, this is an 80s song. Yeah, for sure. This but is an 80s great... cover that nobody has heard before. And he's yeah. just managed to dust it off from somewhere because it's just all 80s. Well, it's his tribute, isn't it? Wasn't the whole album, I'm getting educated by my children. They were telling me he did a whole album that was pretty much an 80s album. Oh right, yeah. So, well, maybe Lindsay might be able to tell us about that because I didn't know about that. Uh, I know his singles. I know several of his singles. He's really popular around here. Um, mm. He's toured around here several times. And one of my friends, who's the rockingest rock girl of all time, she like goes and sees him every time. And I'm like, wow, how did this guy like you mm. know make it in your like impenetrable bubble of like music snobbery? But oh right, good and and yeah. So he's tremendous. Um, yeah, Blinding Lights is. Such a beautiful and cool and great mm. song. A great choice. Yeah. I should have thought of that and I didn't. And also, if, if you 
break it down, it's a, it seems like it's a very simple song as well. In regards to how the, the song is sort of set up, it's got but it's got so many great melodies that all work together. And the, one of the keys I found of like eighties synth pop and with like Depeche Mode, Yazoo, and anything with Vince Clark, Erasure, those kind of things, they've got two or three different melodies all going at the same time that all fit absolutely perfectly. And that's what this song has as well. Yeah, right. And it's 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 what works. It just makes it an eighties song. You know, an eighties song from the from the twenty twenties. He did the Super Bowl halftime show, didn't he? He did. I watched a few YouTubes of him doing his live and YouTubes. The YouTubes. Come on, Grandad. (laughs) (laughs) I just suddenly realised what I said. And um, I I think the guy's phenomenal live. Beautiful. You know, really, because I thought didn't he get a lot of stick for his. Super Bowl halftime show that it, like I haven't watched very the Super exciting. Bowl one. I've just watched the general, yeah. But oh right, okay. from what I've seen, I think the guy's a, a born performer. I think he wants to be Michael Jackson in the sense of performing. But oh right, okay. Some of it did he? Am I right in thinking? Was I told this fact wrong? I should have googled it. That he did he worked on some of the Michael Jackson recordings after Michael Jackson died. Was that the weekend? I have no idea. I don't know. You're the fact man, Neil. You should you should know. How that. dare you? I thought I'd lost weight. Oh, <laughs> fact man. Oh, right. sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I will say that uh, Blinding Lights has a remix uh, where it's the weekend with um, a woman named Rosalia, and I think the remix is better than the original. So oh, I right. really recommend checking I that out. Know. Yeah, it, there's um, a Marvel show called Miss um, Marvel. Yeah, And it was the promo for that show when it debuted in, at least in America, you know, on Disney plus. And I was like, what is this version of the song? I think it's even stronger than the original. It's, it's wow. A, yeah. I'm going to have to listen out for that then. Yeah. Okay. I just made a note so I can <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have a listen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. Uh, my number five is um, a song that this, I love singing this song because it is a song that gets everybody going. It's Walk the Moon and Shut Up and Dance. Oh, yeah. Um, and I've said before, it's got one of the greatest one-second moments in pop music, which we won't probably won't get to uh, on this, but uh, it's a fantastic song. I mean, it's not... I mean, it's not it's not going to break any barriers or, or break any sort of like records for the greatest song ever written, but as a bop and as a thing to play at a gig or at a disco, it's going to get everybody up dancing, you know? And it's also another one of those great signs of a great song. You only need to hear the first five seconds and you know exactly what song it is and mm. you're going to get up and dance. So for me, it's a great... I don't know if I can... I, was gonna say, I think I might have already said when the great bit of the song is. But... Oh, you're about to play it, I... I was trying to get to it, yeah. I was going to say, I, it took me years to work out who sang this. I knew the song, and every time I kept hearing, I think, was that an advert? Wherever have I heard that? And then it came to me eventually. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's coming up now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, that bit. Oh. Yeah. Come on, let's just dance. Come on. Come on. <laughs> no, I'll just wobble. I just, I just oh. love that bit. I just love that bit. Um, yeah, are you a fan, Lindsay? Uh, I know that song. I've seen them do that live, actually. I don't know why, when you like originally said what the song title and name, I was like, I don't know if I know this, but I've 
now I'm putting it all together. I just cannot remember names for the life of me. <laughs> but uh, I know yeah, the super fun and and so fun live. Like it's great. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Go on then, Lindsay, your number four then, please. Okay. Number four. I believe this was in one of your sound effects in the intro. It's Hey Ya by Outcast. Uh, nice. I just, it was tremendous when it came out. It was like 2003. I was like beginning in college, you know, I think it was like a sophomore or something. And it just was one of the coolest double albums ever. And then this song in particular just transcended everything. It's still one of the happiest sounding songs, but actually if you look at the lyrics again, super dark, super sad, you know, in the end, he's just heartbroken. And then he even says, you know, you don't care about this. You just want to dance, you know, and he goes on. I'm paraphrasing very badly, but uh, <laughs> I love Andre 3000. I love the video. I love he's playing all the instruments and goofing off. And I think he's one of those just insane musical geniuses that cannot be contained. You know, I'm mm. bummed we don't hear more from him or maybe he's sending, you know, producing a lot of stuff and putting out a lot of stuff. I'm just missing it. But there was this moment in time where like he ruled the world to me. Um, and yeah, this song is just so fun in every possible way. And it also is, if you listen to it, it's the weirdest tune. Like it doesn't sound like good, but it sounds great. Like, I don't know how to describe it. It's a really mm -hmm. bizarre instrumental, but uh, such a fun song. I've, I've, I would love to know what they sound like live. Have you ever seen them live? The same. Yes, I have. I have. I saw them at another Coachella. I've been, I went for several years. I don't go anymore. I'm old and past all that. But uh, <laughs> I went and saw them when I was like 30. And it was it was just like, oh, my God, Outcast is here. It's like 10 years past their prime. And it was so much fun. Really? Uh, yeah, it really sounded great. I mean, that was a huge stadium thing. And I'm or not stadium. It's a huge field you're in and they're playing on a stage. I'm very far away because I don't want to deal with crowds like you know being in the middle of people like that i just didn't but um it was it was so much fun they sounded really really great like spectacular okay that is a great the video is like you say fantastic so much fun mm -hmm. so much fun that's a great one yeah go on then neil you're number four so why wouldn't we have a we have a list of greatest pop songs and we haven't i haven't put the queen of pop in yet so i think i ought to ray of light madonna Ray of Light. Okay. Mm, I, I love this song. I really, really, I think this is one of her strongest songs. Um, it's certainly my favorite of her albums, especially now. Uh, probably never used to be. Uh, I've spoke about my love of Madonna in the early years, you know, the borderlines, the into the groove and everything. I absolutely love that period. And I've kept all the 12 inch vinyl from the time and everything. But Ray of Light is the album that I think. It's still her finest album. It's William, was it William Orbit, wasn't it, that one? Uh, if you say so. Yeah. You're not a fan of Ray of Light, the album? No, I, it's great. I, I prefer her early stuff. I mean, Material yeah. Girl was a song that was on my list. Right. As, as like a great pop song. But yeah. it's, it's Madonna, isn't it? You can't... Yeah, um, she, she, the Queen it's just, I wish, I wish she would just like quit now. And that would yeah. be it. You know, so we can just remember her, how mm. she was. I think Ray of Light was the last great Madonna album. Like, yes. I don't think there's been one since that. Music. Some people argue that music was is good, oh, but was... I didn't. Yeah. But. I had a, what is it? Like a prayer on mine up until this morning again. Mm. It was, it's probably number 11 or 12 
And that, that's my go-to karaoke song. I do not have like a good singing range. Like there's a very specific range I can hit and like a prayer is in that range. And most songs are not. So I love yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, that was, Neil, that was both of our favorite 1980, whatever it was, number one last week, wasn't it? Like a prayer. What's that, sorry? Like, like a prayer, prayer, yeah. Was on, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, I mean, I think that's my favorite Madonna song. Without a doubt, but um, yeah, I would, I would have gone for Material Girl. But there's the thing, I, there's so many of her songs that I absolutely love, like I said, and you know, there's not many records that I kept from the 80s of pop genre that I thought, oh, I'm going to keep that, but all the Madonna ones I really did keep, and yeah, I think she's she's great. But I will say, Pav, do watch that last live show. It was, it, it's been broadcast on the wherever, uh, it was, you'll catch it somewhere. And she did it like for two nights in London at the Palladium or how yeah, yeah. it's a proper theatrical show and it's phenomenally good. Where did you see that? It was on I think it was Sky Arts. Right. I think. But it was so good. It, I, I started watching it at the beginning and it was like three hours long, because obviously the commercial breaks and everything. Yeah. But I didn't stop. I watched the whole bloody thing. I thought it was so good. Wow, that's not like you, Neil. No, I'm a five minute man and done. <laughs> <laughs> tag for the show <laughs> um, like every time he's always got to lower the tone no. yeah. it's your mind that took it elsewhere isn't it i don't think so neil i think everybody listening to this will have had the same thought um dirty okay. people, <laughs> dirty people. Okay, my number four was also part of the uh, one of the clips from earlier on. Um, it's Uptown Funk by Bruno Mars. Now, I could have, I think, I could have chosen quite a lot of different Bruno Mars songs. The reason I chose this one is there's a specific piece of video of our family that is one of my favourite pieces of video ever. Uh, we all went and saw uh, Bruno Mars live. And I can't remember which one of my daughters, we were doing a uh, selfie or a TikTok or whatever it was, just at the point when it's um, don't believe me, just rock or whatever, yeah. whatever it is. And we're all dancing. And it is just, it makes my heart warm every time I see that video because it's all of us all together, all joined in this like one song of like, just loving the music and just dancing to it and it's just my favorite video one of my favorite videos ever i won't put that one on the video playlist because it's a bit creepy to put, home, it's private to, you, to put a home video on there but it's it it's one of the things that makes this song that much more special to me but i think bruno mars is like a modern day prince i think the guy is so talented Mm. And the fact that he can play any instrument, he can sing anything, whether he's like covering an Adele song or or whatever, he just seems to be able to do anything. And his um, Super Bowl halftime show is phenomenal. It is absolutely amazing if you ever get a chance to see it. I'll put that on the show, on the video playlist. He's just one of those guys that, you know, part, part of me thinks it's amazing and part of me thinks, you son of a gun. You've got everything, you know, you can do everything and you've got it all wrapped up in a little five foot six package. Bless him. Um, so Lindsay will ask the question again. Are you a fan of Bruno Mars or? I really like Bruno Mars. Uh, again, I'm, I don't have like a bunch of his albums, but I have a lot of his singles on playlists and things. Uh, to me, he's the new Michael Jackson more mm. than the, I mean, again, I, 
I don't have the uh, understanding of Prince that everybody in this in this chat has, but to me, he's he's Michael 2.0, and hopefully not creepy. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, time will tell on that. I'm afraid. Uh, never know until you know. You never know until you know. Indeed. Uh, Gone then, Lindsay. On number three. Yeah. So this one, when we agreed this was going to be the topic. Uh, this was the first song that came to my list and I knew it'd be top three. It's uh, Robin dancing on my own. Um, she has had a bunch of hits over the years. Like she's been around for a while, but this song to me is pinnacle and peak pop. It's just delightful. Do you guys know this song? Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm not sure yeah. I do. We know that we know the slowed down version that was used oh. for um, X factor or something like that in, in this country. I imagine a slowed down version of this has a very different effect, but Indeed. there's a very upbeat uh, version of it. Although if you, again, listen to the lyrics and, and listen to what she's going through, it's it's a very sad, brokenhearted person who's going to keep dancing on you know her own, even though you know, the person she loves is, is talking to somebody else at the same club. And she's like, I'm just going to keep dancing. But there's something really empowering in it. It's always, if I'm going to like, start working out again like like you have which congratulations and you're sticking <laughs> to all that but like I, I always go back to running and it's always my first running song you know track one on a playlist because it has the perfect beat to kind of like pace myself and like get into the right I don't know to gear up but I don't know I get it such a lift from this song it's such a fun poppy great sort of heartbreaking but then I love that too song it's awesome I really recommend it Neil I will have to have a listen. I've never even heard of Robin. Yeah, I will be honest. The, the the story on the on the it was it was actually Britain's Got Talent was the the song, and I I've, I've only seen bits of the video, which I'll I'll put the video on the video playlist. So great too, yeah, I love the video. Yeah, but the 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 version that they played on the um, Britain's Got Talent, I think it was the sister of the guy that was singing it went up to go and be on on the stage and mm-hmm. got sent off or said that you're no good and then the brother came on or they were doing a duet or something and then the brother came on and sang that song but it was a slow it was a slow down you know i'll play a little bit for you it's a it was a slow down like a piano made it like a ballad it was like a ballad version and he sang it beautifully and ended up whether he got like a the golden buzzer or whatever they call it but there you go you can have a little listen to it So it's, a, it's a, like you say, it's a completely different feel to the song and it probably makes the lyrics sound completely different, but it's done by right. Callum Scott. So there, there you go. I, I'll, I'll put this version in the in the playlist, obviously. So Yeah, if you read the lyrics, it probably makes more sense for it to sound the way he was singing it. Yeah. There's something so it's 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 infused by like this incredibly produced poppy atmosphere and it makes it really uplifting and really sweet. Um, you know, I'm in the corner watching your kiss her. Oh, you know, it's just so sad, but it's but it's fun in a weird way. And I, I need to correct myself. She's not from Brit, um from Australia, she's from Sweden. So I um, And it's Robin, just Robin. on its own, Robin. R O B Y N. Oh, Robin. there we go. There you go. Go on then, Neil, you're number three. So um, I'm going to say the title straight out, and I wonder if Lindsay's heard of this one. Small Town Boy by Bronsky Beat. 
No. That's a no. You might know the song when you hear it. Now, I rediscovered the love of this song. I used to love it years ago when it was out. I think it was uh, it was definitely very early 80s this came out. And um, I, I loved it back in the 80s. And then I heard it again only in the last few years. And it was on the soundtrack to GTA, the, the, the last GTA. They were playing it. And I kept, while my lad was playing it. <laughs> You're your lad, right? <laughs> yeah, my lad, my boy. He doesn't have a name. I- I, I couldn't be bothered to name him. That's that's it. No, I um, just meant I was like, yeah, sure, he's playing it and not you. I'm yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. I, <laughs> trust me, if you saw me play computer games, Lindsay, you'd understand why I let him. I just watch. I, I I'm not very good. My hand and eye coordination on those things is shocking. But they played it when you're in the car or whatever you're in. You can have a radio and you can change the radio stations apparently on the game, and it kept coming up. And I thought, wow, I've forgotten how great a song that is. So I put it on my playlist, and I do listen to it whenever it comes around on the playlist. Still, it's just catchy, in it? and I think Jimmy Somerville has got an amazing voice. He's right up there. He's now like the dean, isn't he, at the Royal College of London of Music? Well, right? I don't know, is he? Mm. Oh, it's it's another one of those songs, like I said, about the 80s. It's mm. those different melodies all layered yeah. over each other that work so well together. It's again, it's a typical 80s. It is very 80s. Do you know the song now, Lindsay? I'm having a hard time hearing what you're playing. Um, oh, oh, right. Sorry. Been going on. I probably should have headphones it, but uh, I'll listen. Yeah. Just all you yeah. gotta do is you'll have access to the uh, video yeah. playlist, won't you? You'll be able to. There you go. So. I'm gonna listen and I'll fast forward all when I'm talking and then yeah. listen to it. And <laughs> the video for its time was. Uh, it was challenging for people because obviously people's perceptions and their ideology and everything of what was going on, they weren't very accepting of different circumstances. And the video addresses that head on. I won't say too much till you watch the video, but yeah, it was brave move by them to do that back then. That was, that was very vague, Neil. <laughs> well, I had to be careful because probably the way I would have worded it normally in everyday yeah. conversation, I probably would have upset somebody. I wouldn't have used derogatory terms or anything. No, but I would but have you, termed uh, it wrong, probably. You probably would I have. Been, I, have a, I have a habit of doing this, Lindsay. <laughs> I, I mean, no offence, but I will upset somebody somewhere yeah, along you the normally way. do, Neil, don't you? <laughs> anyway, uh, so my number three, you can't have a pop song top ten without having some kind of ABBA song on there. You have to, it's the law. So I, I, I went for Take a Chance on Me for that one. It could have been just placeholder for any, Mamma Mia, Waterloo, uh, I, well, any of them. Any, it could have been any of them that I would have classed, but this is, this is my favourite um, Dancing Queen. There's another one, I suppose. But... I think I've said so much about ABBA over all the different um, episodes that we've done on music that you can't... Uh, there isn't anything else to say. Their songs are indestructible. Their songs will live on way after everybody has gone and, and mm. turned to dust. And I just don't think there's anything else you can say about them. I think they're just um, classic, classic songs. And when we finally do our like top 10 songs of all time, ABBA's going to be in there for me somewhere. Yeah. They just will, because they're just fantastic. And I still keep thinking I should go and see that. 
well, I can't, what's it called? There's a show in London, isn't there? Voyage, is it? Is it something like that where it's it's? Yeah, it's the experience. It's a holograms. Pay holograms. Pay hundred pound yeah. to watch a hologram. Huh? I know. That's the thing. Is it? Is it really? It's not really watching them live, is it? It's no, you're a, just watching a, t- a screen, really. Aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I can do that. But there you go. Go for the story. Like, well, that's what that's what I'm thinking. Is like you're, you're going with a load of other people, almost in like like gig conditions. Well, go and watch Mamma Mia then on the stage. Oh, well, no, because then that's watching other people singing it at least you're seeing abba as such singing the songs aren't you i'd have been more impressed if you watched all the holograms and then they burst through the holograms as their old selves and did the last song on their own you'd be like yeah all right i'll pay that or or wearing those the the ping pong balls (laughs) that's it yeah (laughs) to do the cgi song uh right then Lindsay, you're number two please Okay, so you just made mention of uh, when you do best songs of all time. My top two, like my top number one and my top two are in my top 10 best songs of all time. Uh, So this one is one that, again, I I varied. I was like, is it pop? Is it not? Yeah, it's maybe not as poppy as some of the pop, but it's, it's definitely a popular song and there's pop elements throughout and I couldn't not put it on my list. And so it's Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve, which I think is one of the most tremendous songs ever written. And, and it's beautiful um it doesn't have the quite the dance floor although i have actually danced on the dance floor of this song i've also seen them live and like there's nothing like the electricity in the stadium when that happens mm. but bittersweet symphony is just it's just perfect it's a perfect layering of different samples and it's a perfect theme of what this you know living on this planet is it's all bittersweet and there's something about like seeing seeing the world and all of its ups and downs as a symphony as like everything here is part of something beautiful that's being woven and created that Mm. to me is like it's transcendent and so to me you know we talked about is pop meaningless and I totally you know disagree I think it can be for sure but this one to me is one of the most just mm. tremendous songs and i know it's a very basic choice too but i just it's not it's and it's a great video i think yeah. the video yeah. is superb yeah, and uh he richard ashcroft used to live near where we live no did he yeah he lives pretty much near where you worked i don't know whether he still does that's why i was All saying right. yeah he's lived in that area for a very long time and, and apparently it, he ne- never made never, never made a single penny out of bittersweet symphony did he it's because it's uh, is it the Rolling Mick Jagger Stones? and yeah, yeah Mick Jagger Keith and Richards. Um, Keith Richards. I think when well, they took him to court or whatever, but mm. ended up. Uh, yeah, I mean it's a great song. Yeah. It's yeah. a great song, and he's a great songwriter as well, Richard Ashcroft. Some of his solo stuff as well is is fantastic. Mm. If you ever get a chance to listen to it, and as a performer too, I mean he owns the crowd. He's just tremendous. Yeah, mm. great one. Uh, right, go on then, Neil. You're number two. So you can't have a top 10 without putting an ABBA song. <laughs> <laughs> You're joking. No, I'm not Dancing Queen by ABBA. No, I can't believe you've come to the ABBA. ABBA. I've always been a fan of ABBA. I've never, I didn't I've think never you just, were. No, no, I've always been a fan of ABBA. Absolutely. I love ABBA. I mean, I've got a few of their albums on vinyl right from the 70s still. Not that they were mine. Um, yeah, I, it's a great song. It's a, it, it's a timeless classic, isn't it? There's not much more I can say that Pablo hasn't already. I think you could basically stick a pin in an ABBA, any ABBA song of like gold, ABBA gold, and you'd be away. Yeah, they're all as great as each other. I put Dancing Queen because it is the one when you th- when I think of pop, 
I think of this is one of the ones that comes straight into my head. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know. Well, you're an ABBA fan, Lindsay? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's hard to say fan. I really, really like them. They're yeah. great. They're fine. Yeah. If ABBA's playing, I'm like, yes, let's do this. But again, am I putting it on, you know, my car stereo to go to work? Probably not so much, but uh, super fun. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Great pop choice. No, no notes, no complaints. Like, it's, it's <laughs> and the thing is with them is like, it, it's just the, the song to hit ratio that they had, you know, and it's, it's just amazing to think that somebody could go through that, that sort of thick vein of great work that everybody, potentially everybody likes. I mean, not everybody likes everything, you know, there's some people that don't like the Beatles, some people that do, Mm. but um, yeah. Wow. I I was, wouldn't have thought that there'd been an ABBA song in your top 10, Neil, but there There you go. go. Uh, Number two as well. Number two. Okay. <laughs> Crazy. Uh my number two is a song that um I only I only listened to the album not long ago, Pet Signs for the first time in a long, long time, but it's Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys. Mm. This is another if you talk about songs where different things are layered over and over. I'm always I've I've had a go at writing songs before, but they're very, very simple things. When you listen to songs like this you think how how did somebody of this earth write this thing because it seems like Paul Simon's the same some of his songs are so complicated mm. you think how how did they write something like this because there is so much in this song in whatever it is three minutes it is absolutely crazy but it's got everything in it it's got bits in it that are just like crazy the old I can't remember what's the name of that instrument that's making that oh, yeah. that's it yes that's, that's it. it um but then it's also got some beautiful beautiful melodies in it and mm-hmm. the, the harmonies are just what the beach boys did better than anybody else so yeah for me it was it was close to my number one but it didn't choice. make my number one but uh again beach boys some great other songs but that that for me is my is my number two Right, before we release our number ones, which uh, sounds, sounds so dirty. I don't know why I said that. Uh, Lindsay, do you want to give us your rundown of number 10 to number two? Neil will do the same, and then I'll do the same, and then we'll tell everybody what our number ones are. All right, I got you. All right, um, The Boy with a Thorn in His Side by The Smiths was my number 10. Number nine was Just Like Heaven by The Cure. Number eight, Get Lucky by Daft Punk. Number seven, Pumpkin Soup by Kate Nash. Number six, Spice Girls Wannabe. Number five, Tainted Love by Soft Cell. Number four, Hey Ya by Outkast. And number three, Dancing on My Own by Robin. And number two, The Verve's Bittersweet Symphony. Wonderful. Neil, your top 10? So at number 10, I... Oh, (laughs) at number 10, I had... Bop by Hanson. <laughs> number nine, Daddy Cool by Boney M. At number eight, Leave Me Alone, Pink. Number seven, Push the Button, Sugar Babes. At number six, Let's Go Crazy, Prince. At number se- uh, number five, sorry, Blinding Lights, The Weekend. Number four, Ray of Light, Madonna. Number three, Small Town Boy, Bronsky Beat. And number two, Dancing Queen by ABBA. 
Wonderful. And mine is number 10, you can call me Al, Paul Simon. Number nine, I knew you were trouble, Taylor Swift. Number eight was 2002, Anne-Marie. Seven, Daydream Believer, The Monkeys. Six, What Have I Done to Deserve This, The Pet Shop Boys and Dusty Springfield. <laughs> Five, Shut Up and Dance, Walk the Moon. Four, Uptown Funk, Bruno Mars. Three, Take a Chance, Take a Chance, Take a, take a chance, chance on Me, ABBA. And number two, Good Vibrations, The Beach Boys. So, Lindsay, what is your number one greatest <laughs> pop song ever? It would be uh, the superhero team up that is Under Pressure uh, by Queen and uh, David Bowie. Wow. Well, really great. I just think that song is one of the greatest, coolest, craziest mm. songs ever made. Um, and kind of like Bittersweet Symphony, it has a lot of relevance to his experience that our lives are. Uh, but just the vocals, like I love... I love the weaving of Bowie's vocal and Mercury's vocal and how each of them kind of, you know, points out what makes the other great. You know, Bowie is very much playing the straight man in this realm, although he does escalate his vocals, but Mercury's doing what he does best, which is just going crazy in the best possible way. And uh, I, I feel so lucky that that song was ever recorded and that we get to listen to it. I just think it's one of the most tremendous pop tracks of all time. And you could argue it's not pop, but I'm going to stick it in as pop. It was my it was my last week's episode, my number one for 1981. I think it was. That was my that was yeah. And have you ever seen the video or heard the video of them where they've just got the vocals? No, they've stripped. I'll I'll put that on the video playlist. They've taken all the music out, and all you can hear are Bowie's and uh, Freddie Mercury's vocals, and it is spine tingling. It is unbelievable. Um, but yeah, that's that's a great one. It's just a fantastic song. Great one to finish with, with uh, for you, Lindsay. Go on then, Neil, you're number one. So this band, I always think they have two halves. The first half is what I call their pop years. The second half is what I call their experimental and maybe rock years. It's the Beatles, but I chose Can't Buy Me Love because it was always the one that got my foot a tapping and that's what I put in as a uh, as a marker to what was a great pop song. But, yeah, there we go. How can you not love that song? Um, There's many we could have chosen from, from this era. really was. And probably, um, I I would have been stumped to have picked. But, overall, but I chose this one because it's the one that I've listened to the most out of that period. And, yeah, it's just a timeless classic, isn't it? Where would music be if it wasn't for the Beatles? That's all I'll say. That's right. That's right. I mean, I'm I'm amazed that I haven't got a Beatles song in my top ten. Right. I want to hold your hand was the one that was in my on my list, yeah. but it just got squeezed out and squeezed out and squeezed out. But like you say, what would music be like if the Beatles hadn't existed? Exactly. I mean, there wouldn't have been Oasis for a start. No, <laughs> there wouldn't have been a lot of bands. There wouldn't have been the Rolling Stones controversially because at the start, Lennon and McCartney were writing a lot of their songs. So yeah. They made that movie about this, that question, yesterday. That yesterday, yeah, but I that lad... That. Of course. That like, lad bought the Beatles in, though, didn't he? Yeah. So if we'd never have heard the Beatles, would what would music be like today? Would we be all praising Ed Sheeran as the saviour of... No. no Stop picking on Ed. What's wrong with Ed? Well, they, I always say Ed Sheeran. Why? <laughs> That's all I say. <laughs> well, the, yeah, but why? Yeah, but why? 
I don't Why know, do you say I just that? Because it. he writes a lot of songs for other people. I don't say he's not talented, all right? He is a very talented guy. It's not my cup of tea. But he's one of these people where I know he's got talent and everything, but I just find his songs so boring that they really? seem to see. Yeah, Ed, Sheer- Ed Sheeran, Adele's, and sorry, Pab, I know you love Adele. Adele's another one. Sam Smith is another one. They're just dreary dog shite. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah, There's I a can't. t-shirt. There's a I t-shirt thought, for you, Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it Sheeran once. It was like, I don't know. I got tickets somehow for a show I wasn't intending to go to, but I was like, all right, there's free tickets. Let's see these like Demi Lovato, you know, Ed Sheeran. But he came out with just a guitar and like some sort of pedal that kind of created percussion. Pedal, yeah. And he uh played it wasn't a loop though. It was just to like do percussion. Oh, it really right. just to be like a little foot drum. I don't know. Um and he sang Sing, which is one of his songs, mm. and it was tremendous. I was like, this kid, this, you know, and they always kind of make fun, like, oh, he's so small, kind of like a little elf. Like he had, I don't know, I became a fan then. I again not listening to him a lot on my own, mm. but no. I was impressed. Like that's what I said. I don't doubt the yeah. kid, they're they're all super talented. Yeah. It's just the songs. They just don't do anything for me, yeah. honestly. But then I suppose it's the same listening as it was powerful listening to Radiohead. They yeah. do nothing for him. And no. It's the same. And I'm now. sitting here trying to like make a playlist of Radiohead songs that you may not have heard of that I think would be good entrance once for you. But I'm like, you don't have to love it. No, I mean, I'm, I'm open all the time, Lindsay. If you can think oh. of songs that you think are a bit more of a, a gateway in... Mm-hmm. I'm quite, I'm more than happy to to have a listen There's to your, your challenge. I've been I trying for ten years. My yeah. husband, poor guy, he's like, "So your favorite band is this one, huh?" And then, yeah. but he started listening to them on his own. Now he's playing them, and I'm not even the one pushing play. So that's yeah. Because, like I say, I don't know whether maybe I started. I think it was OK Computer was the first yeah. album that I started with, and maybe some people have said to me that that's not the most accessible Radiohead mm. stuff to to do, but. Um, I always said the Benz is probably the most. That's what I was. I was thinking in rainbows actually would be good, right? Because there's a lot of, it's kind of more modern, almost pop stuff. Yeah, okay. Uh, the thing I like about Radiohead is, and I'm sorry, that's not the point of this at all. But <laughs> just they they evolve. There's a lot of change, and it's hard for right. me to say, like whatever music you, they've done something to hit everyone's mm. taste. I think just about. Well, and, who knows. Maybe in a few weeks' time, we'll have to redo the podcast and, like, one to ten is going to be Radiohead songs for me. You never know. <laughs> Top ten Radiohead songs. It's yeah, totally should we do bad. that one? Yeah. Okay, my number one, this may be controversial, I don't know, but, I mean, call me maybe. Carly Ray Jepsen. <laughs> now there, that sounded like a DJ. I'm having that bit. Mm. So I, I think the very first time I heard this song... I thought to myself, this is A, a bop, mm-hmm. B, a great song, and probably one of the most perfect pop songs I think I've ever... I've never heard anything else that Carly Rae Jepsen has done. But is I she don't still think, going? That's I have no impression. idea. I have no idea. But all I know is, it's one of the greatest choruses, I think, ever written. It is just fantastic for me. And it's such... Oh, you talk about earworms... Yeah, no, this no, is I... the definition. You look at earworm in the, the dictionary, there'll be a picture of this seven inch single, mm. I'm sure. <laughs> I thought this was out of a movie or like a Disney TV show. 
when I first. Oh, it could uh, have been, right? Oh, yeah. Without a yeah, shadow that's what I thought it was from for years. I, I genuinely didn't realise it was just a general single on its own. I thought, well, I kept saying to people, what's this from? What, what I've heard it on telly or on a movie, and what's it from? But I was so wrong. Yeah, that's indeed. Pure bubblegum, uh, bubble yeah. indeed. I'll tell you what, I don't know how, how long it's been since we've had 30 completely different, separate <laughs> mm. entries so yeah. the uh, the video playlist is going to be chock full this time. So all of uh, all of our Patreon pals and potential Patreon pals can uh, gorge on thirty or oh, over thirty because I'll put some extra little bits and pieces in there. Um, before we say our goodbyes, let's do some honourable mentions. Um, Dawn Sardella Ayers said, "Take on me" by Aha. Song, yeah. uh, a certain Gene Bean Baxter said, "Good vibrations" by the Beach Boys. Simon Duffield, Deep Blue Something and Breakfast at Tiffany's. There you go. Mm. There's a one-hit wonder. Mm. Uh, Liz Art said, Queen or Abba songs? Dancing Queen reminds me of my teenage years. Stu Grant said, It's a Sin, Pet Shop Boys. Opposites Attract, Paula Abdul and MC Scat Cat. First tape I ever bought. Saturday Night's Alright for Fighting, Elton John. What's Up, Four Non Blondes. Road to Nowhere, Talking Heads. Losing My Religion, R.E.M. I could go on and on, and it's really subjective and depends what you're listening to at the time. Some more modern songs that are in my life right now is Save Myself by your favourite Neil, Ed Sheeran. Bad Life <laughs> by Sigrid and Till It Happens to You, Lady Gaga. I honestly don't know any of those ones. That's uh, Sigrid I've heard recently. Oh, have I, have, okay. I have to say, she does do a catchy song. Okay. Uh, at Token Nerd said Automatic by the Pointer Sisters. Kim Thomas Simons said, Pop is so hard to define, but my personal ha- favourite has to be Elton John and Crocodile Rock. Great mm-hmm. tune. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gianni, Gianna Paluso said, The Promise by When in Rome. Such great memories to that song. Anybody know that one? No, I don't. Okay. Let me, see if for all of us. Let me have a look and see if I can find it. The Promise. The Promise by When in Rome. I'll play this one while we're carrying on. Uh, Stuart Turvey said, Just too many. Would need an hour to rack my brains, but off the top of my head, Queen, another one bites the dust, Michael Jackson, Billie Jean, Oasis, Live Forever, Pulp, Common Fiction. Pulp, Common Fiction? I had Common People on mine for a long time. I was really tempted and then, yeah. Common People, not, I said Pulp pulp Fiction, I said there for some reason, Pulp, Common People. (laughs) Four Non-Blondes, what's up? New Order, Blue Monday. Maroon 5, Move Like Jagger. Uh, cameo, word up, wham, wham rap, Frankie as Hollywood, relax, and more. Donna Summer, I feel love. The Communards, don't leave me this way. Dead or alive, you spin me round. Grandmaster Flash, White Lines, Grease Summer Nights, Abba Voulez-Vous, Bee Gees Tragedy, I mean, this is more than 10. Stevie Wonder, Superstition, Robbie Williams, Angels, Soft Cell, Tainted Love, Human League, Don't You Want Me, Dire Straits, Money for Nothing, and Ah, yeah, oh. Take On Me. <laughs> and that was just off the top of his head. And that's just an essay. Uh, Karen Clark said, ooh, tough. I shouldn't have been. <laughs> uh, she said, ooh, tough. One that always uh, I always love is Come Up and See Me, Make Me Smile by Steve Harley and Cockney Rebel. Lisa Buchanan says, Michael Jackson's Billie Jean is my first choice. Honourable mention to Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill and Every Breath You Take by The Police. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And that was, what awesome. was it? The Promise by When in Rome. So there you yes. go. That was a little one there for you. Uh, uh, who was that? Gianna just so that you know about that one there you go we did it we did it we did it we did it that was one of the toughest ones but that, that was, was a lot hard. of fun that was a lot that of was. fun um lindsay 
thank you so much for joining oh, us. This and was fa- super fun. I loved it. Thank you so much. Are you going to come and join us again? Oh my gosh, I would love to. Yes, I in the new to. year, we will try and think of another, or you can think of a, a, a subject for us and uh, and come and join us again. But thank you so much for your support. Yes, it really, so much. It means a lot. And uh, there, there will be something coming in the post for you uh, for Christmas as well. So... Uh, don't get too excited don't get too excited (laughs) i love this podcast thank you so much bless you thank you bless your heart uh before we say proper goodbyes neil do you want to tell everybody how they can get in touch with us and all that gubbins absolute mondo i will come and help support the podcast via patreon.com forward slash top 10 pods where like Lindsay, you could be a guest yourself if you choose the right tier there's all sorts of rewards you can treat your sticky little mittens too <laughs> email us at top 10 pods at hotmail.com you can find us on all the social media at top 10 pods uh give us a click give us a like give us a follow whatever it is you do on those things please do it check out all the links via link tree you can find the link in the show notes and do please come subscribe leave a review rating wherever you get your damn poppy <laughs> come on <laughs> keep going on. come on neil you can oh, do it <laughs> nearly giggled myself sorry <laughs> I don't know what you were talking about, darling. I I know what is going on. Anyway, Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a real, real pleasure to speak to you, and that was loads and loads of fun. So, thank you. Yes, thank you so much, Neil. Thank you you once again. No, thank you, Pav. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you. Blast. And Neil, please don't go happy slapping anybody over the next week. (laughs) Oh no, that was only for the last hour. Oh, that's okay. That's fine. Thank you, everybody, for listening and watching. And going, let's go. I'm falls down as well. (laughs) We were doing so well. Let's go start the countdown. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.